0: Hello and welcome to A Very Full Plate, the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents. Your hosts for today are Amy, a natural foods chef and mom of two, and Emily, a professional home organizer and mom of three. Take it away, ladies. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm your co host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name.
1: Hey guys, this is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening. Hey, Emily, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm... I'm doing okay. It's hot and humid, but we're getting by. How are you
0: doing? You know what? It's hot. It's not humid here because we're in Seattle, but it's like 85, which is face melting yeah. by our standards. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And I'm on my third cup of coffee. So that tells you a little bit about how my Monday's going. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? I wanna be real for a second and say that um we since my daughter's injury we had, which I'll maybe tell some other time, but I have eaten horribly. Like I just am not in my groove and I can feel my whole body hating that.
0: Yeah. And, and I can't get out of it. So do you notice that you feel, especially, I don't want to, I'm trying to think of the right word, like swollen when it gets hot out too. Yes. Yes. And I, I sometimes feel like then on top of like not eating my best, cause there's like barbecues and all these things. And then I'm like, Swollen, and I'm like, "What is happening to my life right now?" (laughs) I think I
1: actually remind myself in this spring, in the summer, you're not going to want to exercise because it's hot and you feel fat just because you're (laughs) swollen because you're trying to stay cool. And so, but in my mind, I think it'll be such great weather; it'll be the perfect time for that. But no, it's not. It's an awful time for trying to get.
0: Yeah, (laughs) And, and then fall comes and kids are back to school and we're dealing with all that. And it's like, when is ever the ideal time? All of this takes work, right? Uh, Which I think is the perfect segue into the interview that we're going to talk about today and then let folks listen in on because I was just so inspired by your conversation with Jennifer and Taryn, who are like super honest about the struggles of feeding a family well and what they do well and what they maybe don't do as well.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed this interview because... Well, first of all, I was saying it felt like I was playing ping pong, like, okay, you tell me, no, you tell me. And it was a really fun way to uh, do an interview with two people who had totally different lives, different, they're on different coasts. One has small children. One has one who is a little bit grown up and have totally different ways they prepare and feed their family. But at the same time, they had a lot in common. I loved that. And I
0: I thought you did such a great job here. And I'm going to say that publicly because going in, everyone's going to hear how awesome of a job Emily did interviewing because it's not easy to talk to two people. But I walked away being like, I feel like I know more about these people I've never met just by knowing about the way that they handle food. And they were so open and honest. And I just really love that. But I also felt less alone listening Hmm. to it. I was like, yeah, me too. Or like, oh my gosh, thank God somebody else spends that much on food because here I am feeling guilty over here. And I guess... I hope that that's what people walk away from our conversations feeling is like they talk to their best friend about things they maybe don't have time to talk about in this busy parent life. Mm -hmm. And that's what this felt like to me is like, now I know these people and I feel better about what I'm doing. Not because I'm doing better than them, but because we're all in this together. Absolutely. It's almost like a food therapy session. (laughs) A food therapy session with no qualified therapist, just to be clear. (laughs)
1: Exactly. It's the therapy session you have with your friends over wine. And um, I really liked how both of them come from the South because I've always wondered how you migrate away from that family tradition of what you're eating and into a healthy life where you can redefine food as healthy and tradition for your family. So they helped me with that
0: question. Yeah, yeah. Such a cool question to dig into. And I think it will appeal to some of our listeners who maybe didn't start off on the foot they want their kids to be on, which is a lot of us, right? And are making adjustments. And to hear that these two ladies as adults have made a lot of adjustments in their own way of eating will hopefully be really inspirational to the parent who feels like, oh, gosh, I've already ruined my kid, which is me at least once a week. Absolutely. Same here. I understand. All right. Well, we will stop jibber-jabbering because there's plenty more to listen to in this interview with Taryn and Jennifer. Thanks so much, Emily, for uh, interviewing them. I think folks are really going to enjoy it. I think so, too, and I'm looking forward to them hearing this. Welcome,
1: everyone, to another episode of A Very Full Plate Real Food Talk with Real Parents. Today, um, I'm your host, Emily Hall, and I have two awesome guests to interview. (laughs) And their names are Jennifer and Taryn. Welcome, Jennifer and Taryn. And I'm going to have you start off, Taryn, to tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're up to, what your life is like, what your family is up to, and um, just introduce yourself.
2: Awesome. I'm Taryn. I um, am a mom to three little boys. We, um, we're a military family. We live up in Washington state. Um, and our life is pretty crazy. We move around every few years. I have a a five year old, a three and a half year old and a two year old. So it's just constantly shuttling and juggling everything. I have a home business that I do and consulting. So we're just kind of always passing the baton between my husband and myself. So I understand a busy life and a full plate and, um, it's fun. that's kind of who we are just trying to keep it fun and adventurous for what we do. I know this, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> you
1: know what? I love your attitude because when you tell me you have three little boys and that you move a lot, I, that is a very full plate and you look fantastic for those. <laughs> I can see that she looks put together and she looks like she has great energy. So I'm sure you're a fabulous mom and, um, you know, career woman. So, um, I'm going to, pass the baton to Jennifer and have her do a little introduction of herself. Uh, Well, thank you so much for
3: having um, both of us. My name is Jen, and I live in southern New Hampshire, Um, I have been married about 15 years to my husband, who's now an airline pilot, uh, was is former military now is an airline pilot. And we have one nine year old daughter who is probably a slightly over scheduled only child. (laughs) So we stay pretty busy. My husband and I are both really involved in our community. We have different volunteer roles in town and I work from home as well. Um, so yeah, we have a pretty busy life, especially considering we, only have the one child, but um, yeah, we love it here in New England and all the local farms and everything. Here. But I'm excited to talk more about feeding our families
1: and hear your, your guys' tips. Awesome, thanks for the intro. So, we really are spanning the country here with New Hampshire and <clears throat> Seattle. And, um, Taryn, I would love to hear about where you're originally from and maybe just tell us a little synopsis of. Your story, you know, starting a family, you know where where you are in your life now, how how the things brought you to where you are, and you are welcome to start on the topic of feeding your family and how you juggle that both from this both from the perspective of what you feed them and how you prepare and how you find the time to do that and what there is if there's a a um, a balance between yourself and your husband on doing those things, feeding and, um, prepping to feed your family and all definitely.
2: that. Yes. Yes. So I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, originally from Texas and I, I feel that's important because, um, growing up in the South, I think feeding your family is very different from other parts of the country. Um, we were definitely raised on meat, potatoes, and a lot of fried food. And I feel that that kind of, um, it kind of was, it made me who I was and really brought me to where I started with my journey now of where we are. Um, we had a really, really big health scare with my family and my father um, three years ago, and that kind of really opened my eyes to looking at just family patterns and history and emotional attachments and relationships to food and where it had brought us as a family and made me realize that I have um, three little boys and this is the time where I need to start making a different impact because I am definitely modeling to them what we do and what healthy is. And it doesn't have to be extreme, but I can start now um, because they're so impressionable. So, It um it was just kind of a place where I was had a huge wake up call. So I love 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 that we live in a place where we are tons like Jen said of local farms and CSAs and um, produce and whatnot. But I really started um, a natural health journey. I was a nurse before I stopped working. Having we had our babies, and so I was always very interested in how the body works and feeding it and fueling it and healing it but that was more centralized on like western medicine and then i got into a natural holistic path and i love 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 learning more about how capable our body is if we fuel it properly so it's been a really fun thing i've gotten my husband and my boys and my my other family on board we love to talk about healthy foods and what it does for our body and I think the biggest thing that has helped and um, gets us going is I have my boys really a part of the process of cooking and prepping food and picking out foods in the grocery store. It's ridiculous that I take all three boys to the grocery store because a lot of times they're like chasing around each other, circles around the cart, and throwing things or grabbing things off the shelf but I try to go in times when everybody else is at work and it's not quite as hectic in the grocery store. And we love to walk through the aisles and talk about things. I mean, they'll pick up a box of Teddy Grahams and we'll, I'm not one who says, no, we don't eat that kind of stuff, but I'm definitely one who talks about it. I'm like, well, this is something that we can have in moderation and we go to and talk about the fruits and produce and stuff. So I feel it's really important to just have your kids involved because that makes them excited about what they eat and then they're willing to try new things. So that's kind of been my whole approach and where we've kind of gotten to how I feed my family As far as um, having time for it, that is a whole other thing. I feel I don't, and I'm always failing, but that's just my own um, expectations of myself and the pressure I put on myself to be that mom. So I am a big advocate on um, doing some prep. I'm not always the best with it because there's so many things going on, but we definitely – put snacks that the boys um, can go to first like if they want something that like a um like a fruit leather I will be like why don't we eat an apple from the bin before and see if you still want it or um have a string cheese and see if you're still hungry before you want to eat something else and so I try to give them options and choices and um we do little trade-offs but we do food prep we do um Try to plan out our meals. I'm not the best at that, but I really have my husband tell me what are some things you feel like will work this week? Do you need to take your lunch to work or do you not need to this week? And um and just get everyone involved. I um yeah, it's a it's a constant juggle and it's never perfect. And I fail all the time, and I'm definitely one who comes home and we've done soccer and it's already six 30. And I realize I didn't prep for anything for dinner. Everything's still frozen in the freezer. And I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? And sometimes we have snack dinner and I'm like, we're going to have some avocado. And so like, you just, you got to do what you got to do. But, um, yeah. Okay.
1: Awesome. I, you know what you and I are two peas in a pod because I also, you know, love to bring all three of my kids to the store. Mostly because if I'm going to have time without them, I don't want to be grocery shopping. I'm like, no. I want to go for a run, you know, and that was my justification. <laughs> like, and you know what it became, I love your point about making a part of the process. Cause the more you educate them and teach them why you do what you do, the more they can advocate for themselves later on in life. So, so smart of you. And, um, I think that's a really good point, having them involved in the process and it can be a little bit more work, you know, rather than being like, go in the other room, I'm going to take care of this, but also it can be more really rewarding when they start to get to that age where they truly are a help. Um, so kudos to you for, for making it work and don't worry, none of us are perfect. I don't even know who that mom is. I think she lives on television and, um, but I understand the pressure of wanting to strive to be better. And that's what we're all talking about is we're just striving to be a little bit better than who we are already. And that's fine. (laughs) And it's actually amazing. Um, But I am going to let Jennifer kind of tell her story, too, about um, her lifestyle, family's eating lifestyle, and um, maybe her health journey a little bit, if you'd like to touch on that, Jennifer.
3: Sure. Yeah, that's um, a lot of this sounds familiar. Well, I actually grew up in the South as well. I grew up in Georgia. So I understand what Taryn is saying about it just being different. The way I was raised and the meals that I was raised eating were a lot of meat and potatoes. Um vegetables where I was extremely picky as a child, which I think is, um, has led me in the direction of really trying to do anything I can to encourage my daughter to try new foods and not be so picky. Um, so I have a couple of thoughts about that. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up in the South, I was very picky, probably into my 20s. And then kind of started getting more open as I traveled around more as I started dating my husband and he was moving different places. We ended up living in Japan for a couple of years. So just out of, um, you know, being polite and having manners, I was in a lot of situations where I tried a lot of crazy things, but, um, but that's good. Um, And then, you know, I went through this kind of period, I'm 46 now. So probably, you know, 10 to 15 years ago was that whole like low fat craze. And everyone was eating these crazy processed foods and trying to diet and all of that. And um, I think we, a lot of us went through kind of, kind of that. Um, And as I started to get older and just sort of... um, I think a, a big thing for me was when I had my daughter, she's nine now, and I had started to get less picky. And i at that point, you know, my thirties, I was eating a lot of different things, but um, and trying to encourage her to eat different foods. At that time, we lived in Washington state. We had the CSA. I made a lot of her baby food. I was really watching how I was feeding her. And at the same time, watching how I was feeding myself and what kind of messages I want to send her. Um, so that, that has really kind of led me in this direction and also just aging, you know, feeling like just kind of learning how, um, things like gut health and inflammation and how we feed our bodies and how our nutrition plays a role in that. I definitely am not perfect. I'm always aspiring to eat better. I definitely, we definitely have splurges in our family. Um, we definitely have ice cream in the freezer and that kind of stuff, but we try to eat as much locally as we can. We try to eat as much clean and healthy, um, you know, fresh food, a lot, um, not so much processed food. So and with my daughter, I think also having a girl, especially I am really careful about, I'm really conscious of not talking about food, uh, you know, diets and things like that. I want her to be raised with a healthy attitude towards food and um how you feel when you eat certain things and maybe if you have too much sugar you're not she knows she's not going to feel so good but if she has some protein for breakfast she's going to do better on her test and she's going to feel better um and we've always encouraged her to try everything on the plate at dinner we eat the same meal um that my husband's home even being in airline pilot he's home most nights for dinner we try to eat together when we can i make one meal we do not have separate kids meals um not that that never happens, but we typically don't. Mm-hmm. And she's always had to have a polite bite, we say, of everything on the plate. So even if you don't eat every single vegetable, you have to at least try it. And I think that's good when she goes to someone else's house, too. So she's, right now, she's pretty good. I mean, she just tried oysters a couple weeks ago and she'll try it. She likes to try different things and um, she's proud of that. And I think that's another part of it. I don't want to ramble too much, but um, one thing I think is how we talk to our kids. I feel like it's crucial. I will tell you that my mom will still tell me about how picky I was when I was a child. And I think if you're telling your child, Oh, you're so picky or they hear you saying that to other people, you know that's not really helping. I feel like encouraging them by the positive reinforcement. Like we're so
1: proud of you that you tried that oyster. That's what you're so grown up. That's amazing. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's fun that you both, um, are from the South and kind of moved on on onto an area where it might be easier to find, um, local foods. Um, I wish that there was some way we could help people who are struggling with finding that stuff where they live. I don't know, but, um, that's something we could talk about another day. Um, I love the idea of the polite bite. I need to use that. (laughs) Um, There's so much going on here and there's so much commonality in the people that I'm interviewing. Everyone has basically got this really great story that, you know, it's, it's almost like you're grateful for the years where you weren't doing the right thing because you value it so much more now to do the right thing. And you get to kind of break the chain with your children and teach them in such a better way, um, And I think our own parents and our generations, everyone was doing the best they could with what they had. And now we have such a better and easier way to become educated um, with the internet and with all these people who are trying to, you know, um, get healthier, you know, in um, more of a preventative way than, um, you know, forcing your body to do something. So I love both your stories. There's so much here. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to ask you guys to tell me what you each think is your superpower Um, when it comes to feeding your family and don't be shy, just even if it's something you might've already mentioned and you want to dive a little deeper in it, I know we all have things we aren't so great at, but what's something that you're like, I do a pretty damn good job at this. Um, I'm going to let Taryn go first.
2: Ooh, um, (laughs) I guess when it comes to feeding my, our family, my superpower is just, um, I guess just positive communication and just involving them. I, I'm i pretty pretty impressed that um, my boys love to juice. We juice all the time. They will drink some things that I couldn't even imagine drinking <laughs> as a kid because they just love that they made it. They love the colors. They love that they got to push the presser down. And I just am very positive and make it a fun event. Like it's almost like craft time. Like we're going to juice and they get so excited and they ask to juice. Um, And I just really try to keep everything a fun activity for them. And so eating and food and learning about food, I feel like I'm really good at making it a fun event and not um, a task or a chore. Um, So that's something that was different for me. Feeding and fueling my body used to be a task and a chore. And um, it used to be something that I dreaded all the time. And I feel like I've changed my attitude and I've helped my boys really have a fun, happy attitude about what we do with our bodies. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that you called it like a craft. And I think it's even like a sensory experience. If you think yes. about our kids are very young and they're, they're big on, it's a noise. It's a, it's a taste, it's a smell, it's colors, it's everything. And I think you're right because for so many of us, there are times where I'm like, eat your carrots, you know? <laughs> and nobody wants to be forced to do anything. But if you've got what you have, which is this positive energy and attitude and you're like, no, this is awesome, I've told people like if I get excited enough my kids think frozen fruit is ice cream, you know? I'm like, "Oh my god, it's amazing." And sometimes they just need that like pick me up, you know? Um so good for you. I think I hope you never lose it and you know, and I don't think you will. You seem like a really positive person. So cool. And how about you, Jennifer? I don't know if I feel like I have a true superpower, but
3: I um <laughs> <laughs> but I do think something that I am good at, and it's it's been pretty recent, but just with our, the way our, w- is planning. I think that I'm a good planner when it comes to our meals and a big part of why that helps is that it just makes me have a less stressful week. And then I'm a lot more fun to be around and I'm a better mom and a better wife and everything. So I always go to the grocery store on Sunday or Saturday, whichever day I can go, but no matter what. And I refuse to cook every night of the week. I just, it's too much. We have, I have a meeting tonight. My husband has something tomorrow night. My daughter has dance on Wednesday. Like, it's just, there's always something going on. Um, And I don't want to have to go to convenience foods and takeout and stuff like that, both for budget and for just having healthy meals. So I try to plan a couple of things a week. Um, And in the winter, I always make a soup, usually on Sunday in my Instant Pot. And I have that for my lunches the whole week and, you know, maybe a dinner. For us, and then I come up with a couple of other things that can be maybe versatile for different types of meals during the week. So I think just planning ahead so that the week can be less stressful and so that we can have stuff to make good choices.
1: Absolutely. I, that is a huge superpower and it's something that I've been working on myself. Um, <laughs> it's better some weeks than others. Definitely. <laughs> isn't it though? If someone gets sick or something happens, it's like, forget it. This week is out the window, right? Yeah, we're um, <laughs> So speaking of that, I would love for you guys to share with us what you might call like your kryptonite, maybe your weakness when it comes to feeding your family on a week to week basis. And, and we can, um, start with whoever wants to go first on this one.
2: I can oh. go first. Okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Only because my weakness is I am incredibly unorganized, <laughs> and planning is not my strong suit. So it's brutal for me. I to make me have to sit down and actually plan it, and then execute my plan is hard. That's a lot of concentration on something that I don't find fun. <laughs> I'm more of a spontaneous person, um, but I know that that spontaneity doesn't reduce my stress level during the week when I'm trying to figure out in the moment, what am I going to feed everyone? So <laughs> that is my absolute weakness, but I know that. And so I make myself do it as much as I can. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it sounds like if you're eating some raw stuff, like juicing, at least you have these back pocket things that really don't take a ton of prep, right? right,
2: right. <laughs> so if you're, you're working with what you got, which is good. I- I find as many cheats as I can, little yeah. easy things to slip in. Right, right.
1: I'm going to tap into that after Jennifer tells us <laughs> about her kryptonite. Oh gosh. It probably is following up on what I was, I'm going to like contradict myself, but
3: <laughs> God, I mean, by the time it gets to the end of the week, I've had, all, I've had this stuff planned out and it's not every week, but it's like, okay, I know I'm going to roast chicken today so I'm doing extra so that we'll have something maybe on Wednesday night or whatever so yeah by the time it's on you know Friday, Thursday night or Friday I want to stop cooking and I want to have a break and I want to stop making all the decisions about what we're going to have and I want to just like have a cheeseburger in a restaurant or something like that so just I love it <laughs>
1: I was just talking to Amy, my co-host about intentional indulgence and how like you sort of get dangled as carrot. If you start to see your habits enough where you're like, I always want to eat a cheeseburger on Thursday. So then it's like, I'm just going to have a cheeseburger every Thursday. Like yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> and I know I'm spending that money and I'm yeah. going to, yeah, whatever. So yeah, you give yourself some like space. Yeah, intentional just, indulgence. I yeah, like that. You know, like because like this past week, we it was crazy for us, and I was like, I'm going out for Thai food on Friday with everyone, and I'm getting a lemon tini. and it was fabulous. You know, it was the best, like little drink. You know, so anyway, no, I I understand that because by Thursday or Friday, I literally my husband walks in the door, and I'm like, uh, hands in the air, just you do something. I, I can't anymore, so I I sympathize with that. Um, Would you guys be comfortable sharing um, if you know specifically what you guys spend on your food each week, like your budget?
3: (laughs) Ooh, I probably should, my husband and I have been talking about this lately because we spend most of our money on food. <laughs> like, I mean, that sounds really bad, but I, we only have three people and we yeah. like eating good food. I like to be able to go farm stand to farm stand in the summer and get what I want. And I find a recipe that I want to try. I'm going to go get the stuff to go in the recipe. And we like to buy higher quality meats um, and stuff like that. So I, oh gosh, I think, I think I probably spend, not counting the cheeseburger out, like the out eating, I think probably like one hundred and fifty a week. Wow, that's pretty good. Is it? I, I think I don't know. It may be more than that, though. Some weeks I yeah. should track it more. This is the problem. I should <laughs> probably track my
1: budget more. <laughs> Making you accountable. No, <laughs> I know. I mean, that's pretty decent considering where we live. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely way over that, but we have two more mouths to feed and what have you. But good for you. Probably yeah, probably one hundred and fifty to two hundred.
3: I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, like I, I get when I go because I typically grocery shop, like I said, once a week. I mean, we're twenty minutes from the grocery store. It's not on the corner, so that's another reason why I plan ahead.
1: I'm not stopping yeah. in there every day. No, I totally understand that. I'm yeah. uh... all right. How about you, Taryn?
2: Whew. Um I I'm in the grocery store way more than I would like, and um, I think I think we probably spend around 3 to 400 a week. We we do all my boys can crush some fruit and we I can buy loads and loads of strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, apples, bananas and and in a day I'm like where did that go? <laughs> and the next day I'm I'm back. So it's it's a hard one because um especially my husband and I know that A majority of our income goes towards groceries, but I, I am happy knowing that it's, it's healthy stuff. So I, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. We spend, we spend a lot in groceries. Sure.
1: I, you and I are in the same plane. Like I like to say I'm between 250 and 300, but I actually think we spend like 1800 a month. And I'm like, that's, you know, it's like we have two mortgages, but, um, I'm trying to get better at that, you know, but it's hard. And I feel like they're only going to get hungrier. So I appreciate your honesty, you guys. Thanks for sharing that. It's a vulnerable thing to talk about. And I talk a lot about the sacrifices you make to, you can't do other things because you just are willing to spend the money on the healthy food. And a lot of people, you know, struggle with that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Um, we, we also, I'm sorry, I didn't
3: mean to, we, we, um, I think a lot of times too, like we would rather go buy like a nice quality steak to cook at home versus go spend a lot of money on it in a restaurant so that's kind of how I justify it too. like the extra trip to the butcher for maybe on that easy Friday night meal we're going to have like a fancier steak or something but I feel like well we're not eating out we're eating something that's like better for us it's yes. we're getting yeah definitely.
1: yeah yeah Absolutely. I totally understand what you're saying. Um, what do you guys have for like your two favorite foods that will like kind of do in a pinch, like whether it's something you pick up out or, you know, you have it like for the day that you're not prepared, you know, in any capacity, it could be any meal of the day. I'm just curious what recommendations you might have for sort of a food hack. Taryn, you want to go first, Taryn?
2: um one is we eat a lot of breakfast breakfast for dinner breakfast for lunch breakfast for <laughs> breakfast <laughs> you can you can change up breakfast in so many ways versus um an egg sandwich or an egg quesadilla or just scrambled eggs with avocado um So we, if, if all else fails, I know that we have eggs in the fridge and I can make something happen with that. Or like I said, um, snack meals where I'll do some, some cheese and some fruit and some hummus and some vegetables, um, or some pretzels or something and just kind of vary it up. And the boys love that. My husband, not so much, but um, if I can feed the boys and myself, we're a majority good. That's good.
1: (laughs) I understand that, that battle. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, you guys are eating a platter where I just put everything out there and that's your dinner. And I've forgiven myself for that. I'm like, why do they need to have a specific hot meat? Like, I don't know why I think that that has to happen. (laughs) Um, Jennifer, I'm going to have you go next. And then I have a follow-up question.
3: Okay. Um, I was going to say, we have chickens and I was going to say eggs, especially for me, if I'm at home, when I'm working from home, I don't feel like I need to have a big lunch or, you know, if I haven't eaten, if I've had something different for breakfast, I'll have eggs for lunch or whatever. That's easy, but I don't want to repeat too much of what Taryn said. And I think also, and I'm not always good with this, but I think it's a great idea is to have kind of Like little things. I have a a friend who, um, when her boys were younger, she had their breakfast. It was, I thought this was such a fun idea. Like, uh, Thursday was Thirsty Thursday, and that was always smoothies for breakfast. And it was like Waffle Wednesday. I just thought that was cool because it takes like the guessing out of it. Mm -hmm. So, we do, for example, we ha- we typically have tacos one night because I feel like you can always figure out something to make a taco out of. <laughs> like Tara, I never thought of making an egg quesadilla, but I guess you could throw eggs in there or whatever you have yeah. or vegetables or um yeah yeah sweet potatoes black beans anything. So
1: I think um yeah that's cool an idea. I love it. Um, one of the things that we usually ask, which you guys both brought up. But I'm gonna kind of have a more personalized question for you. Is is more like, okay, what? How does the way you were brought up affect the way you eat now? And both of you kind of organically shared that. Um, but I wonder, how have you shifted from the comfort foods in your mind with your relationship with food? What have you maybe swapped? You know, in your life, like my husband used to love fried chicken you know, and now he makes it with like coconut oil and gluten-free stuff. And so he's had to sort of augment it. So, cause there's definitely something to be said about the comfort of the food and the tradition of the family that comes with it, that there's like a loss, right? If you totally change your diet and it almost alienates you from your family, if they're still eating a certain way. Um, so any thoughts around that concept I'd love to dive into because of where you both came from and whoever feels like they have a thought first, just Start speaking.
3: (laughs) I'll go. I I think um, for me, as I've gotten older, and then as I've I've started to also get more into like, um, yeah, fitness and running and thinking about being more aware of how I feel when I eat certain foods, um, it's just a lot easier to switch things out because when we eat fried chicken, we don't feel good. You know, it doesn't feel that good afterwards. So, I mean, just being kind of aware. So for example, like Thanksgiving now, my Thanksgiving meal that I cook looks a lot different than the Thanksgiving meal that my mom cooked, but it's not all, um, it's not like I am not letting anyone have any turkey or any butter or anything like that, but I make fresh green beans. I found like a fun recipe using fresh green beans. I'm not using, I'm not doing like the casserole with the fried onions and all that. So I think there are ways to, to make little choices to, to switch over to be more healthy.
1: Yeah. So you don't feel like you've like lost any part of who you once were because you know how much better you feel. Is that basically? I know how much better I feel. And I
3: know that that holiday, for example, is not all about that casserole.
1: Right. So That's you basically, crazy. cause some people will just like associate like their past with the food and, and to shift your brain to know it's about the mm-hmm. family and the togetherness. Mm-hmm. And also this is tasty too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. If you, if you can, if you can, Tara, I'd love, and I'd love to hear from you.
2: Definitely. I, I agree with Jen on, on, on everything. And it's also, I think um, I try to not, I I love to make things in a, in a different way, in a little bit healthier form um, and change it up or kind of substitute. But I also, I, I still feel it's really important to um, just, just also allow myself and like, we all know moderation is key. Like when we're home and stuff, like I'll still, I still love it to just have those childhood memories and that taste and that just in smaller portions. And, and I'm okay with that knowing too, that the, the decisions I make the other seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days later, that that's all going to be okay. I'm not Doing that as a pattern and that's not what my life revolves around and that's not where my emotions come from in my attachment. It's just a fun memory and it's, um, it's a moment. It's not going to be a habit, um, or, um, a, something that I a stronghold on me anymore. So I just, I think, um, where we grew up and the way we were raised and all of that, it's, it's a very big thing. The South is definitely about food and that is family and that is love. And it's not the healthiest food, but, um, I still think it's okay. I just, it's, it's a different mindset about it. And then moderation.
1: Yeah. And even so you can, if you're redefining it like this, I love you and I'm making you this amazingly tasty and healthy food, that's Mm -hmm. the same expression of love, but the the recipe may have changed. So right. it's still there, it's just rerouting, you know, what is it you're eating? What's the vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. um of the love. So I'm psyched that you guys shared that. It's a unique perspective that I haven't heard yet. Um and it's just encouraging to hear people of all walks of life around this country coming to these conclusions on their own terms. It's not forced, it doesn't feel like work, it feels like, wow, you can actually enjoy this and you can have fun with it and it's feels great, you know? So I I love that. It's super inspiring and it keeps me out of my snack drawer. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, Like, I'm not alone, you know? Um, so, um, is there anything else you guys might like to share, um, about the way your family, um, eats or any tips or tricks that you guys have that our listeners might be interested in. Um, especially Taryn, you have boys. I know that boys are hard to fill a lot of times and I don't mean to just make a sexist assumption because Mm. whatever, but I do see it. It's true. Like little boys can often eat a lot when they're super active. Um, and or Taryn um, dealing with a, a an almost, adult, you know, pre-adolescent, you know, girl being picky or being, you know, it sounds like she's actually pretty great, but any tips or tricks you have for moms who are listening and are trying to do just a little bit better with their kids, you can think of one or two. I would love to hear that. Do you want to go first here? Sure. <laughs>
2: Sorry. I should have just, said. I am um, no, go for it. I, some tips and tricks. I always have some healthier options in the car. I feel like no matter where we go, a doctor's appointment or somewhere, they literally eat everything in my purse in the first five minutes and it's just chaos. So I always have some apple slices, some carrots, just random things in my purse as well as some fruit snacks or something. And, um, that helps because I know they're going to just come after me and want to, and, and just want to eat everything while we're waiting. Cause that's what they do. Um, but I also, I think the biggest one, a really good friend of Jen and mine, um, taught me really early on to just also have a lot of grace, know that you're going to mess up a lot of times. <clears throat> I'm going to feed them something I really don't love. And I'm going to say, you know what? It's okay. Because I have another chance at the next meal and tomorrow, and I'm going to, I'm going to try better. I'm going to try harder and I'm going to fail, but I'm always going to know that I'm at least moving forward and trying rather than just giving up. So I tell myself all the time, maybe you're not a good mom at this moment, but you know what? You love your kids and next meal, you're going to do better. It's going to be okay. So that really helps me a lot of the time.
1: That's a great message. I think getting, we were just talking about getting rid of your could'ves and should should'ves and would would'ves and only thinking about like next time I can, or mm-hmm. thinking about the future. You seem like a real positive light in that way. And I think you should always hone that when it comes to raising your kids and, and feeding your family. And how about you, Jennifer?
3: I love that about having grace. And I think that, um, it's okay to have balance like it doesn't everything doesn't have to be cut out and everything doesn't have to be boring. Um, it can be fun and I just think it's important, especially that I, I think it's important. I don't want to talk all the time about um, about diets and things like that. I want to talk about like this is going to be great for you to eat before you have girls on the run after school today or that kind of thing. But it's OK. I'm not going to make a huge deal when she goes to a birthday party and she has pizza and cake and a juice box. I'm not going to. It's OK. Like we will be okay. It all kind of balances out. And also um, kind of going off of something that Terrence and my husband and I have talked about this a lot. But if there's a meal where your kid doesn't eat everything on the plate or it's just, you know, we've all had those disaster meals where, where, you know, maybe you're arguing with your husband. It's like crazy and nobody eats anything. Um, it all will balance out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like tomorrow will be a new day. Everything will be fine. If they don't eat breakfast, they're going to eat lunch. It will
1: all work out. I love it.
2: (laughs) it. Yeah, go ahead. This is so silly, but I always thought, who are these people who buy like the cut up apple slices in these individual packages? Who doesn't have time to cut an apple? Me. I don't have time to cut an apple all the time. So don't feel guilty if you're those one who buy that. I buy those all the time. I buy prepackaged little things of carrot sticks because they stay fresh in the organic apple slices and all kinds of things because that's worth it to me to know I can just grab handfuls of that, throw it in my purse, and I'm out the door and I'm doing something good for my boys instead of judging myself because I don't have time to cut up vegetables. I just don't. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And you know what? You should forgive yourself because you guys are fabulous
1: parents. I mean, think about like generations and generations of parents who like just barely did anything. And we are such in a hypervigilant world when it comes to parenting that sometimes I think to myself, my parents would never have thought twice about how much we obsess over you know, the, the way we balance their meals and the way we feed them and and feed them in every single way of their life, not just food, but you nourish them. So you guys are doing fabulous. And I would love for you to each take one minute to kind of talk about, um, your businesses that you both, um, are involved in, um, before we have to wrap up, I want to give you guys a little time on that. So whoever wants to go first, Taryn, if you're ready, go for it.
2: Sure. (laughs) So my health journey definitely took a big turn when I, um, was introduced into a more holistic approach and natural, um, Plant-based supplements and food and fuel, and so I was um, got on board with Plexus when I was helping my dad um, get through a big health scare and crisis, and realized that we needed to really overhaul our diet and what we do to our body, and the importance of probiotics and um, vitamins and feeding our body and our gut because our gut is definitely our second brain, and it's so crucial to our health, our immune system, our hormones. And it's a, it's a critical link into how everything else interacts with the body. So gut health is really my passion and what got me onto our health plan with our family and making sure that we, um, we're taking care of ourselves.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I agree You're with sure. you. I, I, would, I would love to go further into it, but I'm going to give Jennifer one minute before Thank we... You.
3: Thank you. Yeah. What kind of led me to my journey was I had a whole different career doing um, PR and marketing for over 20 years. And I found myself um, a couple of years ago in my, you know, mid- 40s headed to a doctor appointment with all these questions about the way I was feeling and everything looked good on paper I've been lucky knock on wood to not have any major health concerns but I was having these weird unexplained symptoms like brain fog insomnia I was relying on caffeine I was just fatigued and tired all the time I had weight I couldn't lose around my middle um, my hormones were out of whack, my cycles and everything. And my doctor told me at that time, it's just, it's, these are just signs of getting older. And I just made a decision then that I was not okay with that. <laughs> and so I started doing some research into things like gut health, blood sugar balance, and those types of things. And actually, Taryn is the one who led me to Plexus and really getting, digging deep into all of how our bodies work and how we can rebalance the body and use also as a tool along with nutrition and movement and how it can all work together um, to be more preventative, to go be more focused on preventative health.
1: That's awesome. I love that you guys were able to share that on here. And um, um, I want to thank you both for joining me today. And you had fabulous insight, fabulous answers. And I think you're both doing great as moms and wives and parents. So high five. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for sharing such intimate details of the way you're feeding your families and your lifestyles. Thank you for listening.